Hey, it's Chris from the Classic Metal Show. Just wanted to make sure you never, ever lose the CMS to the corporate entities of the world taking us down. Subscribe to our podcast by following our feed, https colon slash slash j dot mp slash cms feed, j dot mp slash cms feed. Just plug that into your podcast player and you'll never lose us. It's uncensored and it's controlled by us, not any main tech giant. So do it today, fucks. Queensryche right here on your classic metal show with Walk in the Shadows. That's what you're doing when you tune into this show. You're walking in the shadows. Walk me. And you're uh, buying shit on the dark web with uh, Bitcoin. <laughs> Apparently so. Apparently. Jeez. I was unaware it was so involved. And it's just funny. I, I've talked to several people now about Bitcoin. And I still don't fucking have any idea. Well. Again, I, I don't know anything about it. I mean, I, I know I'm aware of it because it's been around for a decade. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, how you use it or how, how, you know, the practical use of using a Bitcoin. Yeah. E even, you know, even Sticks goes, yeah, if you want to uh, donate to the channel with Bitcoin. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, what do you do with that? I, I can't figure it out. And like I said, I have 50 tokens <laughs> from, from mines and people have donated me tokens and I'm like, Hey, thanks. You know, they, they send over a note saying, Hey, just wanted to donate a token to help the show. Thanks. What does that do? I have no fucking idea. All right. I know that I, I use it to promote the best of show every week. Sure. You know, cause you can trade, you can, you can market a thousand views on mines for one token. So I don't know what that comes out to in value or whatever, but whatever, man, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not worrying about it too much since I have no idea what the value is of it. Anyway, I don't feel like I'm wasting any money. Yeah. I have no idea what I'm spending. Sure. All right. Well, I know that you sometimes, uh, you know, uh, go to a fast food place. Yeah, sure. Whether it's Taco Bell or McDonald's or whatever it is. Sheets, baby. All right. Well, sheets. I love sheets. I've been a sheet. I, if you're not in the uh, Pennsylvania, Ohio area, I'm not sure how far they spread out, but I know I became aware of sheets back in the late nineties, mm -hmm. it's a gas station, convenience store, food store. Yeah. And I think they're based out of Pennsylvania. Might be. I don't know. I know. And, uh, I I've been going to sheets for, you know, probably 20 years when, okay. when I'm in the area. Sure. Uh, I, when, when I come into the Ohio area, when I visit, you know, with my dad or, you know, I, I, do something with you. Mm -hmm. I typically, you know, I typically get a hotel there in the Streetsboro area. Right. And oftentimes I stay at the Hampton, which is right next to the sheets there, you know, right there at, uh, what is that? 480. Right. Yeah. 414 or 480, whatever. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's, uh, state route 14 interstate 480 right next to the, uh, Ohio turnpike. Right. 
well, there's a sheets there. And I, before I either head out to come back home or whatever the case may be, I always go to the sheets. I might order something because they have their, uh, kiosks there where you can kind of build your own food mm-hmm. and, uh, get some gas and hit the road. Right. And, uh, you know, I've been a fan of sheets for a long time because I like their product. I like the way that they operate. I like their, their, their chain the, you know, it, it's a corporate thing, but regardless, I, I like, I like their service. Yeah. So too. you, so you go there. I do. So what is it that you buy at sheets? I get the Italian wrap. All right. So you go there for some food. Yeah, I go, I, I go there. I use sheets like like you used to use like Lawson's or, you know, <laughs> that, there's an old name. That's an old name. Lawson's. Hey, they used to have the little brick stores everywhere. Yeah. They're, they're little brick and mortar store. And they were literally brick and mortar stores. Yeah, they, they were, they were the, the br- beige brown color buildings. Mm-hmm, but they, and, were and they, were, they were kind of like, well, for, for the Ohio region, if you're familiar with Ohio, if you're from that area, Mm-hmm. Lawson's was kind of like the seven 11 of, right. of the area. Yeah. Used to go to Lawson's all the time. And then I, and then I, um, you know, now I go to sheets and I'll, you know, the, the convenience of, of at least the sheets in my town is that you can get anything, even if it's not on the little kiosk outside, you know, you know I don't go in. I don't yeah, go into any of these places. I've got to wear a mask. Yeah. I'm not wearing a mask to right. go in. But um, I'll, I'll go to the kiosk and I'll order up myself a sandwich or whatever. And then I drive up to the window. I'm like, yeah, well, while you're out there, go get me a gallon of milk or go get me, a, you know, a whatever, a pack of lunch meat or you know, whatever else. And if they sell it, they'll bring it to the window. So, of course. so it's, it's fucking convenient. It's, it's like tell them to go shop and then just sit here and play with my phone until they're ready. You know, works for me. Yeah. Well. Anyway, I, I've been a fan of sheets for a long time. I've been going there to, for, they don't have them here in the, you know, Northwest Indiana, Chicago area. They don't have a sheets here. Right. It, it's kind of a PA Ohio thing. Right. As far as I know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I'm not sure that they branched out any further than that, to be honest with you. Yeah. But, but when I, but when I'm in the area, I always go to sheets for gas and food and, Right. You know, little pickup, you know, whether it's gum or, you know, soft drink or whatever it is that you're looking for. Sheets always seems to have it. Yeah, of course. But I like them. I do too. Uh, I think probably what uh, attracted me, attracted me to them was their, their on, their ordering a sandwich because I always like their bagel sandwiches. Sure. Or as they put it, because they like to put their sheets name into everything is their schmegel. Yeah. The schmegel. Although I, I hate that name. It's a bagel, but it's a sheets bagel. So it's yeah. a schmegel. It's too much like schmegma. Exactly. <laughs> so you can go up there and order a, a bagel sandwich and build it yourself on their little, uh, touch screen thing. And they can make it up real quick and mm-hmm. ready to go. Yeah. I like it. Always have. But mm-hmm. anyway, regardless of that. Sure. Uh, another regional uh, favorite that I'm not really, 
I really don't know if you're familiar with it, but it's a favorite of mine and anybody that I know who have visited the West coast, they're always uh, jonesing for this. And and I go there all the time. Every time I go to the West coast Mm -hmm. would be in and out burger. I'm aware of it, but I don't know that I've ever had in and out burger. All right. Well, in and out burger is a um, staple of the West coast, mostly California, but they've branched into Arizona and I guess they're branching out to, uh, like, uh, Colorado now. Okay. But they're, they're a real anomaly. They're like an old style fifties hamburger joint. Okay. And I don't, I can't explain to you why their burgers are so good, but it's just, it's just a old style 50 style hamburger and fries and shake. They don't have a lot on their menu. Like if you go to a, say like a McDonald's, mm-hmm. they have like 10 different burgers and, and, uh, what do you want to call uh chicken sandwiches and sure. salad and you know, they, they just got a ton of shit. Right. Okay. Well, in and out burger has like six items on their menu. Okay. I mean, it's real simplistic. It's easy. It's they got either you get a cheeseburger or what they call a double, double, which is a cheeseburger. It's kind of like the big Mac. Okay. Of, of cheeseburgers and they might have a chicken sandwich and they have some fries and a shake and a couple soft drinks and that's it. Oh, wow. They don't have, they don't have a ton of shit on their menu, but what they have is fucking the bomb. Yeah, it is. It really is. And, and I, if, when I go to California, which is usually about maybe once a year, Mm -hmm. I have to go to the in and out burger at least once. Okay. You know? Mm -hmm. So anyway, in and out burger apparently has branched out into Colorado. Okay. (laughs) And here's, here's the crazy thing. Now I know you're a techie guy. I know Mm -hmm. you like your iPhones and your tech stuff. And you know, you see these stories on the news where people will line up at an Apple store, like two days before the release of the new iPhone, right? Sure. You know, whatever the case may be, how, how adamant are you personally? Because you're, you're more of a zealot than me. Mm-hmm. When it comes to stuff like that, how adamant would you be to line up at a fast food joint to get the first taste of a certain fast food, uh, you know, when it to come to your area? Not at all. Not, I, I, especially food. I want them to figure out what they're doing for a little bit before I'll ever go. Like, dude, I, I've never gone to a restaurant like first week that they're open or something. No matter. I, I've never done that. How about tech stuff? Oh, tech stuff. Would you stand in line for an iPhone? Oh no, definitely not. All right. Well, well, would you stand in line for anything? Is there anything that you would go? I gotta be the first to have this man. (sighs) Something that would be mass produced anyway. No, if it was something that could potentially, I could get shut out of maybe like, like piss like tickets at the end of the year? No, not like that. I certainly ain't getting shut out of that. But, <laughs> but but I'll tell you what, if Led Zeppelin announced, this is it, the final show. All right. So it's I, a, I would, that's a one-time event. Yeah, that I might stand outside to get 
tickets to. Okay. But other than that, no, not, not to get a new iPhone or a new PS five or none of that shit. All right. Well, I understand. And again, I'm not a gaming guy, Mm -hmm. but I guess some gaming system came out this week. PS five. Okay. Again, I don't know. And I guess Walmart sold out of it and it's already like showing up on like eBay for like five times what they sold five times. Well, dude, Walmart did it in like a, almost like a contest. My, my kid was trying to get one. Okay. And they put it up and you had to, you had to be like one of the first, it was something about you had to be in a queue or something. And they picked 15 people at random to get the game. All right. So my kid had to actually get up early, which he never gets up before the crack of two, but you know, he had to, he had to get up early to, to try and win this seat to buy a PS five. Okay. Now tell me again, I'm not a gaming guy, so I'm going to just rely on your information. Mm-hmm. What is a PS five? What PlayStation. is PlayStation? So well, well, what is it? What's so special about it? I think that, I, I mean, I'm not sure what the, what's going on with the PS five other than I think it's, um, it's, it's way, way improved digital, you know, it's faster. It, it, it runs, um, it, it just runs faster. Um, it's better, better graphical. It, it interfaces with your TV, better, higher frame rates for graphics, that kind of thing. And, um, more memory and. If I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong on this because I'm no expert on the game systems either, but I thought my kid told me that either the PS5 or the Xbox X, whatever the new Xbox is, one of them does not do physical media anymore. All the games have to be downloaded. So the new PS5, maybe it is, comes with this huge hard drive for games. All right. So, so there's no, like, you don't insert a piece of hardware into it anymore. It has to be all online stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah. But, um, yeah, other than that, I don't know. Um, I, I, I have no, I, I have no idea what it, what it is. So wish I had more info for you, but I don't. Well, you, you kind of, you kind of prove my point here. Okay. Who has that kind of time in their day mm-hmm. to wait around for 14, 16, 20 hours for a game? Yeah, not me. Well, see, that's my point. It's just like normal people, working people, they they have normal lives. They got to go to work every day. They have a set schedule. They have mm-hmm. to earn their money they have to uh you know whatever it is but these millennials and i'm gonna say millennials these kids they they have the time in the day to where they can roll out of bed at six in the morning or whatever to wait till nine when Mm -hmm. thing goes on sale or or to be picked sure for a fucking game yeah well, dude, I mean, people do it with other stuff too. People do it with concert tickets. They just do it at work. They get to work and they fucking get into the queue at, at, um, you know, live nations website or whatever, trying to get the fucking close seats for whatever. They do the same thing. I know John does it all the time at his job. I shouldn't all say. Right. Well, again, I, I can't, I per I'm talking for me personally. 
I can't relate mm-hmm. to that at all. Because yeah, well. <laughs> I, I don't do that. It's just like, you know, it is what it is. It's like, uh, whatever. It's a, the, These things are not that endearing to me to where it's just like, this is not my life. Well, and don't forget, too, me and you can make a phone call and get good tickets. True. To without- well, that part is true. You know. But 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 of course I've spent twenty five years of capital, sure, <laughs> to get to that point though. Mm-hmm. Well, this brings me around to a point. Now, I personally, if if you live on the West Coast or you visited the West Coast or you know anything about the West Coast, In and Out Burger is the shit. Okay. Uh, it is a and and here here's the thing about In and Out Burger, it. It is a solely owned company. It's not on the uh, market as far as like a stock is concerned. Okay. And it's owned by the, the, um, it's owned via inheritance by one chick. Okay. Her grandparents started it. Unfortunately, her parents have passed away that they were, it was passed down to them and now she owns it. Okay. So it's a privately owned company. And it's a, it's a California staple, but it's, it's branched out into other States. You know, like I said, Arizona, as far as I know, it might be in Texas. I'm not sure. Right. But it, but it is a highly regarded company because they've, they've kept the integrity and the quality of their food. Right. And they've also limited their menu to where people are happy with the limited menu choices. Sure. Okay. And every time you go to California, regardless of where you go, there is always a fucking line at in an out burger to get through the drive through. You know, it's like that here. And, and you might remember this place. Slimans. Slimans. Yeah. Slimans. They, they sell, um, corned beef sandwiches, but they're monstrous. And every single day, from like 10 30 to like two, you have to stand in line to get a sandwich. Oh yeah. That's one. And, 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 you know, I'm going to go back on my previous statement. I have stood in line to get the slime and sandwich <laughs> a few times because <laughs> the slime and sandwich is the bomb. Well, there you go. That one I have stood in line for definitely have, but they've been smart about it too. I think they branched out to like one other location now, but they haven't prostituted their, their brand either. Yeah. They kept it small and you know, when you get a Slimans burger that it's, or a Slimans sandwich that it's fucking the, the bomb diggity and it's good shit. All right. Well, you bring that, you bring that up to a good point here. Okay. Uh, Colorado fans of the iconic California chain in and out burger mm-hmm. rated on Epic lines on Friday as the state's first two outlets were opened. Okay. In Aurora, cops were called to control the crowds as cars and customers snaked around the new fast food restaurant and the adjacent mall. Customers told local ABC affiliate that they waited nearly, drumroll please, 14 hours to oh. get their hamburgers and shakes. Hell no. 14 hours. You could literally slaughter a cow and cook it in 14 hours. So people waited 14 hours to get a hamburger, fries, and shake. 
No chance I would do that. Who are these people? Dopes. I want to know who these people are. Yeah. I don't have 14 hours in my day to wait for an In-N-Out burger, and I love In-N-Out burger. Trust me. I love them. But there is no fucking way I wait more than 30 minutes. Fuck that. I would never even, as, as good as this thing may be, um, if it ain't on DoorDash, I don't even want to deal with it. <laughs> so, so apparently in and out Burger has branched out to Colorado. Yeah. And people were excited about that. Okay. <laughs> we're getting a burger. You could go to Burger King or mcdonald's or you know whatever local joint is but god damn it in and out burgers here now i'm getting one yeah i don't care if i have to wait uh, three quarters of a day to get one dude i and again it's probably just me but like like i do i do dig chick-fil-a and there's not really a chick-fil-a that's very close to me not i mean I, let me rephrase it is close to me, but in Chris travel terms, it's not very close to me. Okay. It's like five miles away. Which All right. Is, in my world is not close to me. <laughs> you know, it's the, the nearest one for, for you, Neely, you'll get this, but the nearest one is in Macedonia. All right. So to you, that would be close to you. Sure. But to me, that's like, wow, I'm not going to make that kind of a drive for a sandwich. You know, that's just how I look at it. But every once in a while, when I'm over, over by there, like, cause it's right near the Best Buy over there. And I do sometimes go and pick shit up from Best Buy. And if I go and pick something up at Best Buy, then, um, then I go and, and drive by over by the Chick-fil-A. Cause it, I, I love their chicken sandwich. Well, but you're in the area already. Yeah. You, you don't make the special trip out just no, for that. Not at all. But I'll tell you this, Chick-fil-A is notorious for having a fucking shitload of a line. Yeah, they do. I, I've never, you know, I got to be honest with you. I've never had a Chick-fil-A once. Oh, that's good. And I've seen it. I've seen it and I've driven by their places. And I agree with what you say. Mm-hmm. Every, the times that I have driven by the Chick-fil-A, there's always a line in the uh, drive through yeah, I mean it's good. It's good. If you like chicken, their grilled chicken sandwich is fucking great. Okay. But 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 if I drive over by there and there's a line, fuck you. Not I. I don't even. I just keep on driving. <laughs> I just I'm like we're not going there. I'll go somewhere else. All right. You know because I I will not wait for for food, especially now where they've fucking conditioned me that they'll bring it to my goddamn door. All right. There's no way am I going to wait in line for, for fucking food. No. What am I? What am I a fucking African? <laughs> Waiting for to throw a box of rice off of a back of a truck. Fuck you. We're Sully Struther when you need her. Yeah. I'm not doing that. I'm not willing to give, I'm not willing to give three cents a day to fucking feed anybody. And nobody's feeding me for three cents a day. Exactly. Look at me. It takes more than three cents, pal. <laughs> Six cents, maybe six dollars, six, $16. <laughs> All right. It's official traffic is double, double. Yeah. little play on words. Okay. Animal style right now, all around the mall, Aurora police tweeted. They 
the the police are now tweeting okay using some of the cult-like chains lingo we are on hand helping manage the massive traffic response a later post warned of a 12-hour wait and another said the line wrapped around the mall twice they estimated the line was 1.5 to 2 miles <laughs> fuck that 2 miles if the tra- if if i was trying to get myself a hamburger and i drove by and there was a 2 mile wait i'm going to the nearest fucking burger king and of grabbing course. a fucking well, double whopper kinda, well that's kind of my point i mean again i love in and out I've I've been in and out many, many, many times. I've been eating in and out burgers since 1985. Okay. I would never sit in a line for two miles to get a burger. Hell no. Two miles. Dude, two miles. There better be a famine going on. (laughs) Or there better be some naked chicks with big boobs. (laughs) Even that. I ain't gonna lie. As much as I like porn and as much as I like naked women and strippers and all that shit, I am not waiting in a two mile line to see them. I'm not going to do it. Absolutely. No way. Two miles. You're a fucking idiot. I agree. That's all there is to it. If you waited in line for two fucking miles, you're a fucking dummy. (laughs) In and out expected to sell about drum roll, please. Once again. 60,000 burgers over the weekend. Wow. (laughs) At the Aurora store, the Denver Post reported. Mm. Dude, wouldn't, and and again, this is, this is me thinking in today's terms. I'd be afraid to stand in a line two miles that some goddamn gunman wouldn't come over and shoot me. Right. Just think about that. You're standing in line, just waiting for a fucking hamburger and you get mowed down you know, a battle clan style. <laughs> Fuck that. Uh, the second location in Colorado Springs saw a similar deluge of eager eaters, according to the Gazette, including one Southern California native who parked his Toyota, which was decked out to resemble the Ghostbusters car and the joints drive through lane on Thursday night. Okay. I had time off, so I decided to just come down on Tuesday and make sure I was the first one. (laughs) On Tuesday? Wow. It's just been fun and exciting experience. I don't regret doing it. Well, then you're a loser. Yeah, I got nothing better to do. I'm just going to camp out here in my car, hopefully get a burger. You realize that you get maybe 20,000 days max on this planet. And you wasted three of them sitting online to get a fucking hamburger. Yeah. A hamburger. Are you fucking kidding me? Well, I'll pay you. I'll gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. Well, maybe he paid on Tuesday. So he had to wait for his burger to be ready. <laughs> what an idiot. Danny uh, Warnick, in and out vice president of operations, said the company was thrilled with the reception. I'm sure they were. You spent, you, you sold sixty thousand burgers on a weekend. Uh, yeah, so sixty thousand burgers. Figure what? About eight dollars a piece. 
made half a million dollars in a weekend. Yeah, of course. Not bad. And you know, he sat in his office laughing at these fucking nerds sitting outside his place. He just sat there with his calculator, just ringing it all up. He was like, look at these fucking idiots. I mean, if, if you think about the ingredients, uh, that a burger consists of and, and what it costs the restaurant to buy it in bulk mm-hmm. and you know, just, let's just say we'll use your figure of $8. Yeah. What do you think the ingredients and in, in the, the manpower it costs to, uh, produce that burger? two bucks dollar and a half two bucks yeah. yeah two bucks so they made a six dollar profit on every freaking burger every fucking burger every- all right let, let, i'm gonna use the iphone because like you i'm not that good at that <laughs> <laughs> so i'm i'm breaking out the iphone uh calculator mm-hmm. so we had sixty thousand one two mm-hmm. three times six dollars they made $360,000 in profit. Yeah. In one weekend off of tards. Yeah. Off of absolute tards. For people who sat for two miles in a line to get a fucking burger. Here's my question. How did they have that much burger meat on hand? And buns and stuff. I mean, who who budgets thinking that there's be that many fucking retards? Well, they must have had it all trucked in. They must have yeah. thought. You know, we got a truckload out here. We're probably we're making, they're probably making emergency calls Wednesday and Thursday. Said, man, we got people camped out here. They're they're like, hello, Burger King. You got any extra meat over there? What? <laughs> <laughs> but but again, I again I I can attest I'm a big In and Out Burger fan. But man, that is something else. You ain't that big of an In and Out Burger fan. Well, again, it, again, when I visit the West coast, I always make a point to go to the in and out. Sure. I always go at least once. Well, nothing wrong with that, but I bet you wouldn't go. I'll bet you if you went on fucking the day that they were opening and you saw that line, you'd keep right on going. And I, I'm going to agree with that. I, and, and somebody listening to the show can attest that they went to the in and out burger with me. Okay. So that that's a fact. Yeah. So anyway, um, uh, I don't know if we've ever felt more welcome between all the anticipation and the requests for the in and out to come to the Colorado, but now to see the customers here this morning just feels great. Danny Warwick of in and out said, yeah, I'm sure he did. He probably got a fucking big raise, big bonus. The only family owned in and out also uh, with locations in Nevada, Arizona, Utah, and Texas. Yeah. I thought that's what that was correct. Texas, Mm -hmm. uh, in Oregon, they've, uh, announced plans to open at least seven more locations in Colorado. All right. So it's a West coast thing. It's very regional. And, uh, you know, if, if you've been there, you've seen it, you've done it. You love it. (laughs) It's good shit. Yeah. It's weird how these companies that have that kind of crazy success don't just branch all over the place. And I get it that that's probably part of the reason they have the success is that. Well, but the thing is, is I, I, I've been kind of a fan of in and out and I've kind of followed their, their history a little bit. 
Okay. And they've had the opportunity to go uh, national or go public Mm -hmm. and they've turned it down every time because they want to maintain the integrity and the quality of their their product. Mm -hmm. And they don't want to become a mass produced thing like a McDonald's. Yeah. They don't want to become subway is more the yeah McDonald's at least is, is profitable everywhere it is, but you know, subway is fucking losing their ass now. Well, you know what? I went to the first subway. I went to one of the first subways way back in 1975. Wow. I knew knew somebody, I knew somebody when I was a youngster, uh, you know, when I was like 12, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that uh, somebody from a church that I used to attend, they opened up a subway uh, franchise. Yeah. And uh, that was very, very early on. Right. But uh, yeah, it's the same thing. It's just like they didn't want to become, you know, you know, they didn't want to just become a mass produced thing. Yeah. And subway went to shit when they when they exploded like 15 years ago or whatever it was. They went right to shit. They're yeah. terrible now. I, I I can't stand Subway personally anymore. I used to get it all the time. I used to get, hell, I used to get their breakfast. They used to do a breakfast. I don't know if you even knew that, but Subway's breakfast was fucking kick ass. It was like an egg white, egg white um, wrap. It was fucking great. Mm-hmm. They, they discontinued that. And now, you know, there's so many better sub places, whether it's Jersey Mike's or Bella's or Jimmy John's or, you know subway subways you know what one half step above mcdonald's you know that's that's the that's like the low end of the that's scraping the bottom there but yet mcdonald's is it everybody knows mcdonald's is dog shit and every time i drive by there anywhere remotely close to a lunchtime anywhere between 11 and 3 it's fucking packed yeah because it's easy and convenient yeah but ugh. But it's also gross. It fucks up your stomach. <laughs> and this is as and this is coming from somebody that eats a lot of fucking bullshit. You know. So even as somebody that has a fucking rot gut stomach, McDonald's is the worst. Well, I gotta be honest with you, I, I've never been much of a McDonald's fan, and I have eaten McDonald's in the past, but mm-hmm. I bet you I have not had McDonald's in literally three years. You know what McDonald's does? It makes you take a shit. <laughs> it really does. It's like perfect seven on a bun. Dude, it is. I, I, I am not kidding. Like if you eat McDonald's and then you go maybe a half hour, you will find yourself running to the bathroom to take a fucking shit. McDonald's, it, it just, it's, it's fucking drain cleaner. It's Drano. Well, isn't that what they used to say about Taco Bell? It's just like, you know, run for the border. It was run for the toilet. Yeah. Well, Taco Bell is, but Taco Bell, you sort of know that, <laughs> you know, McDonald's people think that they're getting like a decent meal. And really it's just fucking poison. It's awful. Dude. I'm trying to think if there's anything I would go to less than a McDonald's, maybe Taco Bell. Taco Bell is kind of low end too but is there any is there anywhere else that's horrible just straight up horrible that you could think of 
I can't think of anything. Well, again, I, I'm not a big fast food guy. I, I can't tell you the last time I rolled through a fast food restaurant at all. Yeah, I'm trying to think. You know, it, it's been, I, I'm going to, I'm going to say that it's been years. Okay. For me personally. Yeah. Like I, I'm good to, I'm good to hit a Chick-fil-A every now and again. Um, steak and shake is pretty good, but again, there's not really one close. <laughs> Um, the Bella's is really good as a sub place. Jersey Mike's is really good as a sub place. Now, now one place that's kind of on the East coast that I haven't been to in boy decades, mm -hmm. unfortunately, but one thing that I really enjoyed was blimpy blimpy subs. Yeah. Yeah. Those are pretty good. Yeah. I, I haven't been to one in a long time. I don't even know if they're as far as Ohio or not. They used to be here. I don't know. Are they even still in business? I don't, I don't know. But, but when I used to drive a truck back in the nineties and if there was a blimpy nearby and I could drive my truck into the parking lot, I, I would go to a blimpy. Well, they're still in business. I'm telling you, DoorDash kind of leveled the playing field though, because you can get anything you want now with fucking DoorDash or Uber Eats or any of that shit. There's no reason to go to a fast food place now. It's fuck, fuck going just order up fucking outback steakhouse on your phone they'll bring it to you it's just like having a waiter that waits a faraway table right that's how i look at it i'm i if i'm hungry you know my and my choices are go to mcdonald's or fucking order outback i'm gonna order outback sure of course you know although i hate to be this guy but i i think i'm turning into I'm turning into old guy that my stomach can't handle fucking steak anymore <laughs> to where, where like, if I eat steak, I just get, my stomach gets sick. You know, I get, I get fucking diarrhea. Like yeah, well, your, your, uh, metabolism changes. I hate it because I'm not going to stop eating steak. I'll just be sick. Right. You no, know, I'm not, there's no way am I going to stop eating steak, but I think what it is, is that, that, as I've gotten older, my stomach kit, cause I like to get like medium, you know, medium or, or medium rare, you know, by normal. And I think my stomach is turning into something to where I have to get it more well done and steak. Well done is fucking, that's a, that should be outlawed. Yeah. It's shoe leather. It, it's terrible. Yeah. You know, steak, steak. Well done is a hamburger. <laughs> it's an unground hamburger. And it's like, I don't want an unground hamburger. I want a fucking steak. I want blood pumping out of that. Bitch. <laughs> you're like, you're like Sam, Sam Elliott on the ranch. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, that's a good steak. Yeah, dude, you have not, you have not had a good steak unless you've got a plate. That's got a little groove in it. And it's just loaded all the way around it with fucking blood. Now, of course, that's a good steak or a filet mignon or something like that fucking cooking it until it's all fucking brown all the way through. Ugh. That's not, that's not a steak. That's just cow meat. <laughs> Terrible. I agree. All right. Well, there, there's been a lot of talk about, uh, sharing too much, uh, information with China. Okay. Whereas our great president would say China, China, um, you know, what another chain that has kind of risen to prominence over the last say decade or so 
is Airbnb. Okay. Are you familiar with them? I know of them. I've never stayed at one or anything. Well, people, people who have extra residences will basically rent their home out right. to people to stay at their house. What a, what a great deal that must be. It, it's a very strange thing because in, and this is people who, you know, have their people of means who have like a couple of residences and okay. if, they don't, if they don't stay at their residence, uh, too often through the year, mm-hmm. they'll rent it out to make some money. Okay. And Airbnb. And again, I, I find it weird that you would go to somebody's house and stay at their house for several days. Yeah. Rather than a hotel or whatever. And, and do they leave all their shit? Like, do you use their forks and plates? I, I, well, apparently they do. I mean, I don't think they leave their clothes there, but I think that they leave their plates and forks and knives and glasses and whatever it is. Jesus. But but you basically live in their home uh, for, you know, a couple of days rather than spend time in a hotel. So do you use their toothpaste? I don't think it goes that far, but it, owls? no, I, 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 again, I don't know because I've never spent time in an Airbnb. I, I gotta be honest with you. I don't I mean, know. Do you want to dry your face off with a towel that's been on another man's balls? Well, again, I don't know. I have just, I, I've never spent time in an Airbnb, All right. but, but these younger kids, the, the younger generation, yeah. um, they, for whatever reason, I don't think, I don't know if it's this, um, mindset that they're being environmentally friendly or whatever, but they, what is it that they, they, people spend time at a, what is it called? A, a hostel, a hostel. Okay. Yeah. Well, look that up. Look up hostel. It, it's like a community communities thing. It's just like, it, it's almost it's almost like the 1960s commune thing. A form of low-cost, short-term, shared, sociable lodging where guests can rent a bed, usually a bunk bed, in a dormitory. There you go. So they, they like share accommodations, and because they think they're being socially responsible, mm-hmm. that that oh, I'm not being I'm I'm being environment environmentally friendly because I'm staying at a hostel where a bunch of people stay. It's almost like a commune type thing. It's a mindset. In my opinion, it's like, I'm not being wasteful. I'm being, uh, environmentally friendly. I'm, I'm not, you know, leaving my carbon footprint anywhere. It's this whole bullshit mentality. Sounds wonderful. Yeah. So, so people who have extra room, I guess, or extra homes or, or whatever the case may be, Mm -hmm. they, they, they put their, their houses available through Airbnb where people can live in their house, their extra space. All right. And they can sleep in their beds and use their space and use their, uh, plates and eating utensils and whatever. Mm-hmm. To me, it's just weird. Yeah. It sounds weird. 
to me, I, I would never like rent an Airbnb. I I'm just, that's just not me. You know, I'll, I'll go to a hotel and whatever. And is a hotel I'll, that much different though? It's still just a bunch of strange dicks in the same bed. Well, perhaps, but the thing is, is they, they actually have a staff there that, that will yeah. actually change the sheets. Right. You need stuff. to be pampered a little bit. But anyway, the former chief trust officer okay. of Airbnb was so concerned about how much user data the internet behemoth was sharing with China. Okay. He resigned from his post last year after just six months on the job. Wow. Sean Joyce, Airbnb's former chief trust officer, also a former deputy director with the FBI. Wow. Reportedly resigned last year over concerns about how much user data the company was sharing with China. Joyce was hired as the company's first chief trust officer in May of 2019 to help protect users' safety on the platform, but he abruptly resigned from his executive position after just six months on the job over concerns about how much of the massive rental platform shares data on millions of its users with Chinese authorities. Wow. Look at this guy. He looks like a real boar. He, he is. Well, he's, he's an egghead. He definitely, look, he couldn't even take the time for his mug shot to, or his, his promo photo to comb his fucking hair. <laughs> he's got eight hairs and three and half of them are out of place. Look at that. Shit. Right. Right. What a dork. Joyce grew alarmed during his tenure that the company wasn't being fully transparent about the data it shared with its ruling Chinese Communist Party government, including for Americans traveling in the country. He also was concerned about what he viewed as Airbnb's willingness to consider more expansive data requests from China. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I appreciate the, the ingenuity behind Airbnb, mm-hmm. but, but it, it's just a weird thing. It's just like, yeah. Hey, I got a house, you know, you want to, you want to stay at my house here. I'll, I'll collect some rent, yeah. uh, you know, for people staying there, but you know, I'll lease it through Airbnb. It just sounds to me and I don't know. I mean, it, it, I'm sure it's fine. You know, I mean, they've obviously turned it into a good company and I'm sure it's fine, but just sounds to me like a, like a cheap, cheap, less, less invested timeshare. It is. That's, that's what it exactly, sounds like. Well, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. It's a timeshare that you don't have to invest in. That's what it sounds like. So, and, and believe me, that's good. Anybody that ever invested in a timeshare, Jesus, God, what is wrong with you? (laughs) Airbnb, which filed to go public this week and in that filing admitted to its ability to continue doing business in China is a risk factor for its brand and profitability claims. It has always been transparent about its information sharing with Chinese authorities. Hmm. So th- this is a global thing. Okay. So, so again, this whole, you know, 
again, we, we don't know what China is up to. Yeah. Do really. we? No, I don't think so. We, do we know what anybody's up to though? Really? Not really. And Jesus Christ, dude. I mean, everybody's a fucking scumbag these days. Pretty I much. Think, I don't think we have to look halfway around the world to find shitheads. <laughs> However, Joyce felt more people didn't know how much data was being shared with, with, which included, uh, let's see here. However, Joyce felt most people didn't know how much data was being shared, which, which included, which the wall street journal, uh, said that phone numbers, email addresses, and messages between the users, of the company. We are committed to being transparent with our community and clearly disclose our data policies to all of our hosts and guests by displaying a clear message to users when they are on the platform, which multiple other notifications, Nick Pappas, the spokesman for Airbnb, told the paper. So in other words, what they're saying is, well, we put out a terms of service, but nobody reads them. Yeah, of course. I mean, how many times have you clicked on, well, you got to click on this to accept these terms of service. Have you ever gone back and read all those terms of services? Not until recently. Yeah. Recently with some of like the YouTube thing. I, I don't know if you saw that this week. Yeah, I did. I, I, I did get an email that uh, YouTube was updating their terms of services. Yeah. Did you see what they put in it though? I didn't read it because oh. I, I don't have a YouTube account per se. Well, you do the classic metal show, yeah, but, but, but that I don't have personal no. access to that. No, but they're fucking us. They're, the new terms of service says, well, if we decide we want to, we can put fucking ads on your, on your, yeah, I did see, I did see sticks talk about that, yeah, but you don't get anything for yeah, it. Yeah. You get, well, we're going to advertise on your site and collect yeah. revenue, but you get nothing yeah. from it. So naturally, what does that mean? Cause they demonetized us. Yeah. So now they're going to put their own ads on our site, but now they demonetized us. Cause we were fucking too, too risky to be advertised, but then now they're going to run their ads and take the money themselves. What a bunch of fucking crooks. There you go. Bunch of fucking crooks. Go to fupal.com. When reached for comment, Joyce told the Wall Street Journal that he had a difference in values with Airbnb and declined any further comment. Mm. According to the paper, Chinese officials asked for more data in the summer of last year, specifically requesting real-time data, which would alert them to when someone first books a property this alarmed Joyce, who worried such data sharing would enable Chinese government surveillance and put members of minority ethnic groups, such as repressed Muslim majority, uh, I, I don't know how you say this name, Uyghurs, U-I-G-H-R-U-S, at risk. What that is, but okay. Who knows what that is? Yeah. Joyce uh, raised the alarms with Chief Executive Brian Chesky and Co-founder Nathan Blah Blah Blah, who uh, leads Airbnb's China unit. To which, uh, you know, what's his name, John Smith, reportedly said, 
we're not here to promote American values, promoting Joyce to resign. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, good for him for quitting at least. Yeah. He's just like, fuck that. At least he has some integrity. I got a little conscience here. <laughs> good for him. He's one of the few. You know, everybody else would be like, fuck that. I'm not turning away this fucking eight figure salary. Right. Yeah. Hopefully he saved some of that money because <laughs> he ain't going to get a job anywhere else making that kind of coin. No, he apparently is a um, former FBI guy. So he probably's got some of that government money mm-hmm. or knows the right people to kill that he can get away with it. Exactly. Could be. All right. Uyghurs are Muslims. I'm being told. All right. I wasn't aware, but, uh, I, I, I've never seen that term before, but okay. Mm, well, there you go. All right. Well, since you're such a fan of, um, uh, ending a baby's life. Yes, <laughs> I am a Florida woman. Mm-hmm. Surprise, surprise, Florida, mm-hmm. uh, allegedly abandoned her sick three-month-old son on the doorstep of a stranger's home over the weekend. Okay. Uh, Melissa Kelly, K-E-L-L-E-Y, not not uh, related to your friend Kelly. No. 33 is accused of dropping off her baby in his car seat on Patricia Tillman's porch Sunday night saying she couldn't care for the infant any longer. Well, that's sad. Kelly of Astor, A-S-T-O-R, I don't know where that is, warned Tillman that the baby had scabies. Scabies? Scabies. Jesus Christ. Welcome to 1976. Right. Scabies. An infestation of the skin caused by a tiny burrowing mite. I didn't even know scabies was still a thing. Well, apparently if you live in a welfare community and you collect, well, uh, you know, welfare and Auburn might be a gated community. You don't know it's gated because the rest of the community is trying to say, stay segregated from them. (laughs) It's prison gated. Exactly. (laughs) It's a gate with barbed wire around it. (laughs) <laughs> Don't go in there. You get scabies. Yeah, no shit. And that he had a dirty diaper, the outlet reported. She added that the child's father would pick him up before she ran off. Mm-hmm. Tillman eventually learned that the baby's father was her daughter's boyfriend. Okay. <laughs> So here we go. This is one of these fucked up stories. Well, seems reasonable so far. When investigators re, uh, reached Zink's parents, they said they wouldn't uh, take the baby and the out that the outlet. Let's see. Let me start that again. When the investigators reached Zink's parents, they said that they wouldn't take the baby. Okay. The police reported. Uh, they stated that Kelly threatened to harm her baby boy texting relatives. Please don't make me throw this baby in the trap. Jeez. And that she was going to kill herself because she wasn't in a relationship with zinc. Don't make me throw away my baby. Exactly. Either you come back and fuck me or I'm going to kill this baby. Exactly. Jesus. 
Kelly was charged with an unlawful desertion of a child and child neglect. The boy was taken to child services and treated at the local hospital. All right. So she didn't kill the baby. She didn't kill the baby. You got me. You got me all thinking it was going to be a fun story. Well, it didn't end up that way. Damn it. It wasn't a post-birth abortion. Now, being honest, wouldn't killing this baby make sense? I'm not going to, I'm not going to comment one way or the other. I mean, well, comment on this. What future does this kid have? Well, he's going to have a rough future. It's not even two and he's dealing with scabies and a fucking crackpot mom and a dad trying to fucking run. What's he going to be at 16? He's going to be one of Bobby Brown's kids. He's going to be aiming a gun at you as you drive through fucking Southside. He's going to end up, you know, he's going to end up in the obituary and it's going to say Bobby Brown fathered another child from an unwed mother. While not related to Brown, he did have his tape and therefore he's dead. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. This kid, this kid is doomed on impact. Couldn't, Couldn't we just end it for this kid? Well, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, agree with something that somebody that you absolutely despise okay. wrote a song about All right, Brett Michaels. Yeah. My favorite life loves a tragedy. Sure does. It's terrible. It is awful. Jesus. I feel bad for this kid. He's just fucked. So the kid's already in the system that I'm assuming, right? Yeah, More or less. Yeah. Kids. What? Two. It didn't really say it just said a infant. Oh, so not even one, probably, yeah, probably not even one. This kid's not even one years old and it ended up in the fucking trash can. Well, she said she was going to do it. You think she didn't do it once? Potentially in a trash can. You know, if she was threatening it, she already did it once. She already did it. She just dug the kid out. She already did it. That kid saw the fucking lid close. Guaranteed. She didn't just threaten it. She fucking tit pitched that kid in there. Right. Tightened up the bag and then fucking freaked out and, un- and undid the bag. <laughs> Guarantee you. All right. Put well, that kid in a not so glad bag. <laughs> <laughs> well, since you're in that mindset. Yeah. About discarding children. Yep. This is something close to home for you. Okay. Uh, and oh, a former Ohio cheerleader acquitted of murdering her newborn baby has been released from probation nearly two months early saying she wants to be quote unquote, a normal person again. I believe her. Brooke Schuyler Richardson was sentenced to three years probation for burying her baby uh, in her parents' Carlisle backyard in May of 2017. Damn. (laughs) She was released on on, uh, Tuesday after serving 14 months, the Dayton uh, Daily News reported. How long did she do? 14 months. And she killed the baby? Yeah, she she was burying her, her baby. So what they do, give her, give her a month for every day. The kid was a was alive. Well, apparently so. Jesus. All right. 
Tracy Johnson, the grandmother of Richardson's child, fought against her early release. You had the option of giving her up to six months in prison with time served. I don't think three years probation is too much to ask, Johnson told Warren County Judge Donald Oda. How is killing a kid only even at three years? How is that only three-year sentence? Well, Planned Parenthood does it every day, and nobody serves time for that. Yeah, but still, she wasn't a doctor. (laughs) She didn't have license to scramble, so she fucking... She should be fucking doing real time then. Well, she she was in jail. Yeah, but not for long. 14 months. That was enough. You know, you get more than that if you don't fucking file a tax return. Are you speaking from personal experience? No, because I haven't been in jail. (laughs) All right. Um, I'm sorry for everything I have put everyone through. I know that doesn't seem like a lot at all she said according to the publication i'm very sorry that i hurt and i hurt a lot i just want to show that i can be a normal person again Mm -hmm. sure the judge said the purpose of the probation was not punishment there is no reason for me to invest the time and resources of my probation department in supervising you Oda told Richardson mm-hmm. so go out and get pregnant again and abandon that baby too will you and that's just what's going to happen she'll well, be pregnant well, within six months within of six months don't you think within six months yeah she'll, she'll be banged she'll be knocked up again and she'll you know, she'll do the same goddamn thing or she might keep the baby which is, to me keeping the second baby is even worse Talk about fucking over those grandparents hard. Ha ha. Here's another kid that you, that you don't get to fucking spend time with. (laughs) It is an opportunity to demonstrate why the state, uh, prison term of 12 months in prison should not be imposed. Hmm. Richardson was 18 years old when she hid her pregnancy from her family and friends, giving the birth to a full term Baby girl she named Annabelle in 2017. Mm. Isn't that like a horror movie, Annabelle? Annabelle? Isn't that with a doll? Might be. Annabelle the doll? I'm not sure. She she, uh, claimed that the baby was stillborn, but but was charged with killing the child and burying it in her parents' backyard backyard excuse it was, me it was still born all right she didn't want it but it was still born yeah it was still born it's still born all right it came out of her snatch yeah and right into a hole <laughs> from one out hole. of one hole to the other <laughs> a jury acquitted richardson of murder but can uh convicted her of abuse of a corpse oh Oda sentenced her to seven days in the county jail, but she was credited with time served and given three years probation. So they didn't find dirt in the lungs or anything? Uh, apparently not. All right. Well, then. So, so she basically had an out of vag uh, abortion. Mm-hmm. That's really what it boils down to. All right. Well, there you go. You had an out of vag abortion. We're not going to hold you liable for this. It was very late term. It was. It was a very late term abortion. 
It was 11 months. Yeah, we're not going to hold you accountable <laughs> for that. It was an 11-month late-term abortion. Jesus. So that's what's going on in your state of Ohio. Oh, fantastic. She's available? She is. She's single. Hmm. She's ready to mingle. And she's young too, right? Yeah, she's a, she's like in her early 20s. I'd have to give up my obsession with Mariah Formica and go after this one. <laughs> have you had any contact with Mariah? A little bit. Just texting back and forth a little. Sure. Not a lot. We're forgotten now. She did our show. We're forgotten now. <laughs> All right. Um, I think you'll probably find this a bit fascinating. This sounds like something that maybe Blackie Lawless might write a, uh, you know, an album about. Okay. This is one of those, uh, you know, seedy things. I, I don't know if Blackie is into this anymore, being that he's a born again Christian now. Okay. But, uh, this is, this is one of those things. Um, according to NOLA.com, New Orleans.com, okay. authorities identified a priest as Reverend Travis Clark and a woman as an adult film actress, Mindy Dixon. Maybe you can look her up. Mindy Dixon. She's kind of long in the tooth. She's 41 and 23 year old Melissa Chang, C H E N G. Let's see. These, these girls are apparently adult film stars in their own right. These girls. I, beg to I don't know what they look like. I'm just reading their names. I don't see their pictures or anything. It's gotta be this one. Mindy Dixon and Melissa Chang. It's gotta be these two fucking one of them looks like Marilyn Manson. And, and, and a priest guy, right? Yeah. All right. Let's share screen. 34 share. Here you go. Yeah, that's them. Yeah, I agree. They kind of have that gothy look. The one on top looks like Marilyn Manson. She does. She or Courtney does. Love with black hair. Yeah. yeah and the, the one on the bottom, Jesus God, I hate that look. Yeah. Wednesday from the Adams family. <laughs> All right. What's up with the priest looking guy there? Well, he's a priest. What's he smiling about? Got an eight-year-old sucking his cock? Probably. Jesus. The Catholic priest was reportedly caught in the act on September 30th by a passerby who noticed that the lights in the St. Peter and Paint Paul Roman Catholic Church were on after hours. Because mm. they were shooting a porn. <laughs> well, apparently they were. Oh, nice. That's when the witness looked inside the church and saw Clark allegedly having sex with the women. Nice. Good on him. The women said, or, or the witness said that the women were dressed in corsets and wearing high-heeled boots. Mm -hmm. According to the news site, stage lighting, sex toys, and cell phone on a tripod were also, were also the, on the stage. That's what I expect to see at church. Right. 
fantastic. This is definitely a Blackie Lawless thing. Sure. Because I mean, I think that kill, fuck, die was kind of like the whole fucking a nun on a, on a, on the altar or something. Sure. I think that's kind of what that was. The witness also reported the incident to the police. Clark appeared to be recording the act. Both women reportedly told officers who arrived on the scene that they were filming quote unquote role play with Clark. Yeah. All three were arrested on obscenity charges because they were in view of the public. Really? Really? They were in the church. Well, I guess, I guess the church was open maybe 24 seven for parishioners to come in there to worship or pray. This guy decided to fuck these, to, to have a threesome with these chicks on the altar. And he forgot to lock the door. I think that's what the case. What an idiot. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Dixon also posted about the sex act on social media the day before it occurred. <laughs> hey, if you want to come down and see me, Roger, Roger, I guess that's the word Roger to, uh, you know, two skanks. Come wow. on down. I'll. You know, you could, you could watch. It's pretty open-minded church. If you ask me, geez, the site reported that Dixon said Dixon said she was traveling to the new Orleans area to defile a house of God with another dominatrix. Good for her. (laughs) She's getting some Dixon. That's for sure. What is with people? I love it. Following the arrest, Clark, who was ordained in 2013, was suspended from the archdiocese. He was suspended. It wasn't even fired. What do you have to do to get fired? Yeah, he was just suspended. Uh, Probably with pay. Yeah. Well, you know, he was railing chicks on the altar, but you know what? He did did a good, a mean Sunday speech. He did. (laughs) He was a good youth leader. Yeah. We're going to give him two weeks off, and by then he'll have learned the, the, the ills of his ways. He was a youth pastor. Yeah. You know what? We gave him three weeks off and made him say 12 Hail Marys. He'll be back in three weeks. Yeah, he'll be good. Yeah, he's good. He said the Hail Marys. Right. Church laws say that when sacred places are violated, they must be repaired by uh, penit. I don't even know how to say this word penitential right before they can be used again Mm. after the incident gregory uh amen the archbishop of the new orleans archdiocese visited the church to perform a ritual (laughs) to restore the sanctity of the altar which is the most sacred of the church spaces so basically he just came in and sprayed out some some Febreze <laughs> said some holy words over now, it. Now he sprayed some Febreze and said, "We gotta get rid of some of this stank." Be healed. Be healed. Yeah, you know who could have performed this service? Sister Bertha Bangers. Of course, she should have been the one to come and fix the church. She knew a thing or two. <laughs> Amon said Monday that the Reverend Carol Sharima would replace Clark beginning on October 11th mm-hmm. and Clark was released from jail on a $25,000 bond. Yeah. Uh, 
And uh, Shang and Dixon posted bonds of $7,500. In a related story, he'll be hosting summer um, Bible study <laughs> for the children this summer. That's when he'll be reinstated. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with people? Now, you know what? At this point, can't you just take this guy back and shoot him? Honestly, if a guy can't figure out that, you know, that being a pastor in a church means that you can't have a threesome at the altar. Right. At that point with that little bit of, I, I mean, look, I am a low morality person. I'll admit it. My morality level is very low. And with a, as a low morality person, this guy fucking crawls under my fucking feet. <laughs> this guy has no morality, no respect. He, he literally, he literally is happy just fucking lying to the people that he talks to on Sundays just to keep his gig because he doesn't believe any of it. Is, is this guy going to be, does this guy have the capability to tell somebody that they should not be fucking cheating on their wife? No, of course not. This guy, get the fuck out of here. What is this guy? What, how can this guy ever have any kind of say ever again to anybody's moral dilemmas? Well, his credibility is completely blown. Yeah. And it never comes back. It's not coming back. This is like fucking, this guy is the equivalent of a, of a daycare teacher <laughs> that fucking, you know, gets arrested for banging children. Right. And wants to go back to being a daycare worker again. Well, look at, look at that photo he's got. Yeah. I mean, it's just like this false smile. And so like, cheese. Uh-huh. Yeah, what a dork. Jesus Christ. What a tool. I would love I would love to be a fly on the wall with that conversation with these two girls. Hey, you know what would be really hot if if you got girls came to the church and we would form like a you know, we would film like a porno on the altar yeah. at this church. That'd be great. You know, hopefully no one will catch us. Mm-hmm. And what was he doing? Was he, was he like sticking a, a crucifix in their snappers or what was he doing here? Well, according to that uh, witness, he was quote unquote, having sex with them. Pulling the, pulling the rosary beads out one bead at a time. <laughs> well, yeah, this sounds like kill fuck die to me. Yeah, it does. It, it's oh. the exact same thing. Sounds like kill, kill, kill to me. <laughs> All three of them <laughs> done with that. What the hell? All right. One last story. All right. Um, this show flew. Holy it did. It did. Uh, as you're aware, Jeffrey Epstein, who, uh, did he kill himself this year or last year? It's gone so fast. So I, I think last that. year, but I don't remember. All right. Well, apparently, um, his lawyer had a sweetheart deal. Okay. Uh, it was a sweetheart deal that was, that has baffled the world. How in 2008, Jeffrey Epstein was allowed to plead guilty to a lesser felony prostitution charge. Right. as a sex offender and served 13 months in a county jail where he would come and go during the day, despite several underage victims testifying, he raped them. Is it really baffling the world? I'd say it's baffling no one. <laughs> not not at this point anymore. Well, not then either. 
was a billionaire guy that had influence into the fucking police department back then. And then he ended up with even more influence into the political arena. True. But dude, if you watch any of the documentaries, he had huge pull into the fucking police department where he lived. And that's why, that's why he got this fucking nothing deal. Yep. You know, they violated from, from watching the, the, the documentary on him. They violated every law that there is as far as, as putting up. Well, the main law that they violated was they have to let the, they have to let the victims know of any deal offer and the victims have to sign off on it in order, or, or at least be advised of it. And they didn't do that. The victims didn't find out until the rest of the world did true fucking ridiculous, but whatever he was a fucking, he was whatever he was. You know, I've heard everything from, he was a Mossad guy to, he was a government double agent to, you know, I think he was just a rich guy that had fucking blood evidence on everybody. He had, he had evidence on everybody that, that all these fucking Hollywood douches and political people fuck kids. Yeah. That's, that's my assumption. Well, he was a friend of Bill Clinton. Yeah. Well, you know, he fucked kids allegedly. Yeah. It is now revealed that one of Epstein's defense attorneys previously dated one of the top prosecutors on the deal. Mm-hmm. Lillian Sanchez was a member of Epstein's defense team in 2008 right. when he was facing a potential federal indictment and life imprisonment for sexually abusing dozens, dozens mm-hmm. of girls between 1999 and 2007. Yeah. So he gets a, so he gets a fucking handshake, walk in and out deal for fucking prospect fucking a prostitute get the fuck out of here <laughs> sanchez had also dated matthew menchel i guess that's how you say the name mm-hmm. one of the prosecutors who worked on the plea deal the romance uh, came to light after the justice department office of professional responsibility uh issued a report last week slamming the florida prosecutors for poor judgment in the pedo pervs deal, the pedo perv, nice Sanchez and Manchel dated in 2003 when they were both employed at the Southern District of Florida's U.S. Attorney's Office. They later broke up but never disclosed the uh, relationship while both worked on the Epstein uh, deal. The report says that Manchel had left the office before the Epstein case was resolved. Manchel told uh, Justice Department investigators during the probe that uh, his relationship with Sanchez had no impact on his handling of the case. Yes, sure it did. Letting a well-connected billionaire get away with uh, child rape and international sex trafficking isn't poor judgment. It's uh, disgusting. It's a disgusting failure. Senator Ben Sass said in a statement released on Thursday, okay. Americans ought to be outraged mm-hmm. and shocked Epstein. and horrified and flabbergasted and flabbergasted. <laughs> Epstein should be rotting behind bars today, but he's dead. Mm-hmm. But the justice department failed Epstein's victim at every turn. I've never seen a picture of him dead. Have you? No. 
I'm thinking he's living back on the island. Probably. Epstein was found hanged in his uh, cell at the uh, Metropolitan Correction Center in Manhattan last August while awaiting trial on his new sex trafficking charges. Epstein's right-hand woman, uh, what do you say? What do you call her? Ghislaine. Ghislaine <laughs> Maxwell is currently in jail until her sex trafficking trial next summer. Next summer. Why do they got to wait till next fucking summer? Yeah. She's there. What are you waiting on? Yeah. What, what is it that could possibly take a year to get ready for? Get the fuck out of here with this. She's going to disappear too. Yeah. She'll just stand up dead. Yeah. Old jizz lane dead. Oh, well, whatever. It's bizarre. Oh, well. All right. Well, I'd say we get out of here. I'm with you. All right. Well, I, I think the best way to uh, end the show is play some ACDC, some money talks. <laughs> Sounds good to me. I think that uh, kind of subs it up. Yep. All right. We want to uh, uh, want to uh, thank our good friend, Scott Dietschy, for being a part of the show tonight and yes, uh, bringing us our insight to the uh mob world dude don't you love having a mob a mob expert to talk to <laughs> well if scott can bring us an actual mob guy oh dude that'll be the best that would be pretty cool that will be the best if we get whoever some somebody on the show to talk about hits and shit like that that'd be great <laughs> <laughs> well maybe we'll make that or he'll make that happen for us well, i hope so all right. Well, we know that money equals power and power equals corruption. Mm -hmm. So we're going to get out of here with some corrupt power with some money, some money talks from ACDC. That's right. So we'll be back next Saturday. We'll do it all over again. So this is Neely along with my very good friend, Chris Egan. And we're gone. Bye kids. <laughs>